Tandem Nomads, episode 195. So today I'm going to be sharing a bit about how we can heal this year and move into a more positive mindset and be happier for the coming year ahead. Hello, Renovet Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Teregi. This episode is uh, going to be on air towards the end of this year, 2020, a time that I love to pause and reflect on what has happened and how we plan to make the best of the coming year. But also in general, how do we want to show up in our businesses, but as well have fun with it, make it a happy and joyful experience despite the ups and lows of the journey. And to talk about this journey and uh, share with you some insights, I invite you for you a great guest. Her name is Talu Sarah Eckhoff. Talu, are you ready for this ride? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I'm so happy to have you here, Talu. I love following you on Instagram. This is how we got to know each other. You've got so many great insights and inspiration. You always bring a great energy to the table when it's about being happy and joyful in our lives and businesses. So, Nomad Nation, I'm just going to share with you some uh, facts about Talu. So, she's a certified Unitive Life Coach and Certified Happiness Coach by Berkeley uh, Institute of Wellbeing. Currently based in Hamburg, Germany, having previously lived in many countries across the globe, Talu's journey and experience have constantly confirmed her love to work with people. She has a strong desire to make a difference and connect others to the true happy self and unlock greatness so that they can choose happiness because happy matters. And I love when you say that, Talu, that happy <laughs> matters. Thank you. It's so lovely to meet you, Amel. And thank you for inviting me here today. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm new to the social scene, but uh, I'm so grateful for all the connections that I've been making over the last uh, year and a half. And it's amazing how, you know, I've, you know, like I've said to you before, I feel like we've met before, <laughs> even though it's only through, you know, social scene. Um, yeah. So it's, I'm honestly very grateful. Um, so yes, you have introduced introduce my, me already but just to give you a bit of a snapshot so I'm actually born and raised um, in London um, a third culture kid um, my parents were born in East Africa our origin is Indian and so our family has always been on the move so to speak and I think that was already in my genes and my destiny to to travel and live in different places and um, also find that belonging wherever I am on this beautiful planet and um, so it actually I actually studied aviation um, so I did my master's in air transport management um, because that was my passion at the time I just wanted to explore and travel get to know our planet and uh, yeah it was just I was so intrigued and curious 
And I also met my husband uh, during this course that we did. We did our master's together. Um, and he is German and he grew up in Japan as an expat and in the UK and spent some time in Germany as well. So for us, it was really kind of like a, a blending cultures, but also a balance because he grew up in Asia and me being Asian Indian, but you know, raised in, in the UK, it was, we call it a nice blend and a nice balance, you know, that we balance each other out. So anyway, his passions are also to live abroad and, and experience different cultures and languages. And so we, you know, started this journey together, even though I actually moved to Switzerland on my own for my first uh, job. And uh, he was still in in Germany at the time and, uh, and then his position a position came up to send him to Indonesia and this was obviously then too far for us to have a distance relationship so I decided to follow like many other expat wives you know to make that choice and and um, and I don't call it a sacrifice and I never will because it was my choice mm -hmm. and um, and I do not regret it one bit so this was um, a journey to um, begin a marriage, but also to explore and experience um, our globe. Um, so we actually started off in Indonesia, we were there for a few years, and then we moved to Germany, where it was the first time for me to live here and um, learn German. Um, so I took that on. And again, I kind of changed careers along the path or along the journey as uh, as you do, because um, it was mainly his job that was uh, taking us abroad. Um, so I moved from aviation to consulting, to teaching English, to real estate, coaching, <laughs> uh, marketing actually. So um, just diverse, uh, just taking opportunities as they came. And I'm a big believer of that, that, um, you know, when things, some doors close, new doors open. And uh, here we were in Germany and then the opportunity came for us to move to the US. So we went to Washington, D.C. And just before that, we started to plan for a family. Um, so I just, you know, took the time then to focus on family, even though I was working at the time and had a home office and had my daughter at the time. But I struggled, I'm going to be honest, I really struggled with um, switching from, you know, being a full time, busy worker to now having to care for a child. So mm -hmm. um, fortunately, you know, we were able to financially take care of us with just one salary. So I decided to just quit and focus on on my child. And I'm so glad I did and, and mm. you know, give her that time that she needed and the time that I needed to also grow in being this new role, taking this new role. Um, so I took on motherhood and then had another one. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, just shortly after our son was born, my husband came home and new news, um, they want to send us to China. So off we went, uh, <laughs> packed up, moved to Beijing, where we lived for seven years. And during that time, I focused on the family and the young children. 
And once they were settled and feeling, you know, quite comfortable in their surroundings, I thought, okay, what am I going to do next? Mm -hmm. I started to learn Mandarin and um, started to work with Santa Fe as an expatriate consultant. So bring, helping new families as they moved to Beijing, because I'd been there for a while. After, you know, consulting uh, or being an expatriate consultant for a relocation company, I realized that I am definitely passionate about working closely with others and helping them. And um, so over the different positions that I've done over the years, it was clear that it's always been interacting with others and helping them to uh, get clarity or to learn something, whether it's the language or marketing or uh, the, the city. So in various forms, it was around people. And I had a very good friend of mine at the time that was uh, living in Australia, who's a business coach, and she was staying with me in Beijing. And she basically coached me and was like, why aren't you doing this? You know, and I was like, gosh, yes, that's true. I, something to think about. And so I started to look around and see what kind of coaching um, do I want to what certification do I want? And came across uh, Unitive Coaching, uh, Unitive Life Coaching, which is based in the UK. Um, and I had this training or coaching done with this doctor of psychology. Um, and it's a real holistic style coaching. So it's very much focused on how to guide an individual to connect to their true self and get them to be in that space so that they can feel good about themselves and and yeah so that was very much aligned with the way i see uh, coaching and so i did this online actually via beijing and the times that i was in the uk mm-hmm. um, and and then completed just before we left beijing and we moved to Germany. So we, the second time around for me, but the first time for our children. So the initial year was again, busy focus on getting the family set up. And, um, and then the second year we were looking for a new place to live. So again, busy with all of this. And then it was now, okay, it's time for me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the kids are, my, my daughter's 13 and my son is 11 and, and they need me less but still you know I'm, I'm choosing a career which gives me the flexibility to be there when they are home and and because as I always say to my clients you know they are the reason they are my purpose they're the reason I get up in the morning and my clients are, are they give me that fulfillment to go to sleep and give me that satisfaction so you know it's this balance of you know being there for the family, but also for having a fulfilling career that mm-hmm. gives me that um, joy in doing what I do. That's amazing, yeah. And yeah. having your own thing, having yes. your own world yes. and a place where you can yes. make an impact beyond the family yes, is also powerful. That's right. And you're yeah. doing an amazing job at inspiring us uh, oh. for sure. So I want to discuss this. This year has been a crazy year. Mm. And uh, one thing I want to put out there for you, Nomad Nation, uh, that, you know, I've heard so many, and it's important to use humor. We'll talk probably about that, to use mm. humor and, and uh, to reflect on this year that's been tough. But a lot of the narrative right now at this moment is, oh, my God, I can't wait for this year to be over or, you know, um, how 2020 sucks, basically. Um, and I, I kind of want to acknowledge the, 
the hardship of this year and nobody has like it's a unique circumstance where the whole mm. world is going through the same thing mm. but we're all experiencing it still differently because some of us are more privileged than others etc but everybody's feeling that this year is horrible I do want to acknowledge that, but I do want to say as well, it's important to also sit down and look at, okay, in this hardship, in this challenges, what can we get out of it somehow? Yeah. What, what positive things can we learn from it? Can we acknowledge before we move on to the next year and where everybody's saying, oh, I can't wait for the new year to start just to get rid of this one. And I'm like, mm -hmm. let's just pause a second together. And this is why I brought Talu to have this conversation to reflect okay what good can come out of this so mm. my first question to you is before we move into that how would you invite people to assess what has happened this year and how where is there uh you know me to me to meter of happiness yeah. <laughs> i don't know how you say the meter of happiness going on this year so how would you yeah. help um what would you suggest to assess yeah, that? Where we well, are of course, you know, no one expected this at the beginning of 2020, right? Mm -hmm. And you could say we're all pretty seasoned now. <laughs> and, um, you know, change is the constant thing that we know. Um, we know this isn't going away next week. Um, so, but, you know, having gone through this year, I think we are at a stage now that we are aware of, how we've come through in some in many ways right it's been exceptionally challenging for so many especially for those who've had to say goodbye to people and and their loved ones um and you know or it could be just losing your not just but losing um your jobs or missed opportunities or even the distance or you know the lack of connection so there's so many areas where you know, we do need to give that pain or hurt the space. We do need to heal. Mm -hmm. It's so important that we allow, and, in, and as you would know as well in coaching, it's not only about the positive. Um, we also need to embrace the negative. Mm -hmm. We need to understand it. We need to process it and let it go so that we can choose the positive and happy happiness right it's it is part of life it's not only about the ups it's also about the downs and um, importantly there are practices and tools that you can do to work through those moments um, and one area where I strongly feel that um, we all need to heal first of all this is important um, no matter what kind of hurt you've had or you're experiencing still in this moment. Um, and it, 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 this can be done in various ways. So the, the, the easiest or the, the way to start is through forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And um, because it doesn't do us any good carrying this pain, this baggage into our now, let alone our future, mm -hmm. right? So if we're able to just let go when we process that pain we're no longer bringing it in this moment so we can then actually turn those frowns into smiles right um and there are various things you can do and i you know when i'm coaching i'm i'm advising clients or um sharing on social media that you could do 
forgiveness letters. Um, and this isn't not about, you know, sending out anywhere. It's just for you to express. It's so important to release those emotions because they're all going to just get, they're all right now sitting in our body and they need to be released. And writing, journaling is a beautiful way of processing, releasing, letting it go so that we can move on, so that we can heal, so that we can choose happy. Mm. Um, and, you know, so I would say if you're already journaling or um, if not, it's okay. Just, you know, find some time before the end of this year or, you know, whenever you feel you're ready to do this because, Again, we're all in this together, yet we all have a different emotion, a different pain or different struggle that we've gone through during this year. And, you know, it could be just not being able to see family yeah. and, you know, or having lost family. So it, it, there is no, you know, that's more or less. It yeah. is equally painful and um, we need to be able to heal that's, that's a like great point. Saying, yeah. That's yeah. a great point that you're bringing about healing yeah. before even trying to build in like happiness and joy and do things differently to be able to be happier in our journey, be it because of the current situation or even yeah. in general. Um, I love that you say that idea of writing a, a forgiveness letter. That's a mm. great tip I find that I really encourage yeah. everybody to do before the end of the year. Yeah really acknowledge what was hard. I know in my case, for example, a lot of my clients really struggle because they're determined to build their businesses and grow mm. their businesses. But at the same time, there's this whole homeschooling issue and yeah. this whole sharing a small oh, space yeah. together and and um, as well as having to worry about the family around the world. Mm. A yeah. bunch of things that really suck up a lot of energy. Absolutely. Sitting down and, uh, you know, forgiving for the things that didn't work but maybe also right. I don't know what you think also acknowledging and embracing and celebrating how we've shown up during yes absolutely absolutely so you know turning it around to reframe it as well like what have we achieved my gosh this is this is huge you know like what um what worked and what have I learned and you know and again it then does define what matters to us what are our values and i think this is the important thing so once you've you know given yourself the space to forgive and work through this healing process um once you i just wanted to go back on that letter um what i love doing and um, i know in many faiths you know they light candles um and i feel like this is the way I would suggest, you know, to bring in lightness, um, uh, to take away that darkness that we've had and, and end it with lighting a candle so that we can spread that light amongst us all and bring more, you know, the shift. I think it's so important that we, we embrace that this has happened and we're now you know, aware and uh, we're letting it go. And now we're going to shift it with something new, light and um, looking at what have we learned? What have we gained? And always seeing it from a different perspective. So turning it around, you know, the moments where we say, okay, we may not have been able to travel and see our loved ones in different countries, particularly for, you know, the 
um, tandem no tandem nomad nomad nation. Sorry, yeah. I'm all mixed up. <laughs> Both is good. <laughs> yeah, yes, so it's um, you know I think this is a big struggle amongst um, clients that I'm speaking to, and also many of my friends and family abroad. Where you know this is the hardest thing: do we fly? Do we go? And and or the fact that we can't. You know, we just can't. We have to stay put and not be with our loved ones. And I think um, you know at this moment. We, we have to remember that we've also been given the opportunity to connect in a different way. Mm-hmm. We've been so social, more social, in fact, I think, than normally we would perhaps if we were able to travel, you know. So this, yeah. the virtual has, you know, Zoom sessions have just kicked off like, you know, hotcakes. So I think it's, it's important to recognize how else have we, you know created an opportunity in all of this what what have we done you know and and celebrate that as as you you do as well right so it's important to to look back and see what we've gained as well absolutely yeah I love that I love that so once we sit down and look at the past year analyze where we are write that letter I love the idea of the candle mm. and uh, and then acknowledge all the things we've achieved uh, what would you then recommend to do to start preparing the next chapter and moving forward? So um, there are many tips and <laughs> I was making a list of them, of course. And of course, I'm, um, well, I'll, I'll go through some of them, but um, in no form or order, I feel yeah. like equally everything is uh, important for me. Yeah. Um, so number one, well, not number one, <laughs> Um you know, we also need to, before we shift into moving into the new year, it's also important to count our blessings. So when we reframe, um, let's also start this year with gratitude and count the blessings. I think this is such a beautiful activity to do. And, you know, science backs it up. The research in, in gratitude is, is uh, way up there in supporting our, our well-being, not only in our, for our minds, but our body and, and spirit, the whole thing. It's, it is so important. And often I also tell clients that don't even focus on, you know, giving thanks for a reason. Can you try to do it without a reason? And, and, you know, to really go beyond and really connect to that, that core of compassion and love that we all have deep inside of us and, and really just get to that place. Um, so let's, you know, before going into the new year, I would say, let's look at counting your blessings. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and this is something that we as a family do also in uh, the time of Thanksgiving. So just before the holiday season kicks off. So my kids are born in the US. So, you know, there's some traditions that we pick up from living in different places and Thanksgiving being one of them. Um, and I just love this, you know, not only having to do it at this time of the year, but just in general, I mean, gratitude, whether you, again, going back to journaling, whether you're looking at doing this in the evening. I mean, I highly recommend starting your day also with gratitude. So if you feel, okay, three things, it doesn't even have to be a long list of things, you know, let's just keep things simple, start the day so that you're, you're in that space of appreciating rather than kicking off with annoyance. Mm -hmm. And this is such as, you know, when we reframe and 
put it into perspective, um, you can switch everything around, right? So appreciating rather than being annoyed. And I do the same with my kids. Yeah, Yeah, I do the same thing with my kids in the morning. So when they, you know, having breakfast, we'll start off with, okay, what three things are you grateful for? And usually they'll say, yeah, the food on the table, mom and dad, great weather. And I'll say, no, let's, let's go dig a bit deeper. Come on, let's see what else, you know, and then they'll say, uh, maybe Wi-Fi, <laughs> you know, so no, let's, let's go on, dig a bit deeper. And, you know, we get, we get some really lovely things that come out and, nice. and the lovely thing is, important. yes. Yeah. And the, what's nice about this is it's the tone for the day. So they walk out the door in a appreciative mode rather than I'm, you know, feeling frustrated late. Oh, I've got school. The, the mindset has switched. Mm-hmm. And you carry this through all day, or we hope. <laughs> um, and then again, you know, in the evenings, um, I like to go around the table and ask, you know, where different things daily, whatever the topic is for me at that day that I'm posting about. And it could be about compliments, about encouragement. Um, what are yeah, we and making for? and making it a routine, I think, is also yes. what you're saying here. Yes. I think is yeah. really important. Introducing routines in our lives yeah. that help um, us build resilience and happiness mm. through mm. the challenges. And I think that's um, through gratitude. But I can see through the dinners and the breakfast is also a routine that yeah. is built for that. So that's that's yeah. wonderful. So on top of gratitude, what are the other things mm. that um, in a few words that you'd like to touch upon yeah okay so for the new year let's yeah. say <laughs> we're moving forward and you know obviously take this year and look at um, start off with redefining your values so really mm-hmm. being clear on um, what has come through for you on this year and for me reflection is not only a time where it comes you know at the end of a year it can be at the end of a day or it could be at the end of after a session so it really is something which once you become more yourself aware and conscious of taking being more intentionally happy Mm -hmm. reflection is such a great tool for many areas of building more happiness into your lives right so redefining your values so that you are clear beginning of the year what matters so your focus is going in those areas right Um, yeah and I don't really believe in long-term goals. You know, having lived a tw- uh, expat life for 20 <laughs> years and living in different countries, I couldn't plan. And I still feel that this is also, you know, science also backs that happiness is um, something which is not necessarily um, in, in the future, right? Because we can't predict the future. It's right here, right now. And um, so when we're able to make that switch and that shift to say, all right, I'm going to create intentions. There's less disappointments because when you don't meet a goal, you end up suffering for it, (laughs) right? We start feeling guilty and and, and having regrets and so forth. So if we're able to create short-term intentions, being more present, um, so starting your day, for example, um, you know, the first hour, how you design your first hour, making sure that you're giving yourself that, that, uh, that time for yourself to be um, fully present. I like to call it a happy morning hour, mm-hmm. um, you know, I where like I, yeah, I give myself 
the hour for me, whether I'm going to do a mantra or I'm going to do a meditation or I'm going to do some movement. And then um, I would say, you know, with the mantras, also the affirmations. And I'm actually going to be putting a uh, PDF, free PDF resource where wow. people can actually download some affirmations. That's wonderful. Nomad Nation, if you want to find it, the, the link is tandemnomads.com slash 195. And we'll put the link right there. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Wow. That's I love what you're saying here about values and affirmations. And, and what you said about the goals, you know, the goals have to evolve and we have to adjust them all the time. But you talked about, uh, you know, the importance to know our values because those you know, lead our journey somehow. So mm. anything you would guide us to like, know what are, what is our vision and our values um, to, to define those? Well, you know, defining your values is something which um, you, you, there are various coaching tools to, mm -hmm. to do this, to, to help you identify them. But, you know, you can do that by just asking yourself simple questions like, um, obviously, if you're, you're having to work and you've got to send, uh, spend um, a certain number of time doing your work, that mm -hmm. is a dedicated time. But you've also got a number of hours in the day where you can focus on things that really matter to you so that you can find that balance. Right. So, you know, the way I would see it is, OK, you know, ask yourself, giving you there is a, a tool which is called Ikigai, which mm. is a Japanese uh, form of um, a framework, actually, to help you identify your values and what your passions are. It's a beautiful framework that I do normally two sessions with clients and help them to identify more on their values, but also what their passions are so they can choose the path that is fully aligned with what matters to them and what the world needs. I think it's such a beautiful tool. Yeah. Um, so that's something, you know, individuals can also look into or work with a coach to find that out for themselves. And it's a lovely discovery because, um, you know, we tend to pick things. And as you said, our goals and passions evolve. Absolutely. And, and this is when we are aligned with living in the moment that, you know, we are attuned with what we are requiring in that moment and blossoming so that, you know, when we plant that seed, we don't know when it's going to blossom, right? Or when that fruit is going to come from a plant. And we only can focus on that moment. So nourishing that moment in the now, making sure that we're taking care of, you know, whether it's that the soil, making sure that we're getting sunlight, all these factors help us to, to know that in the future, we will blossom if we take care of ourselves in the now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, that was really good. I, and another thing you said that for me was really um, important, and I, I just had this aha moment when you said that, about, you know, the happy hour morning. Mm. Um, and when we do our routines, I know that I've been very much into routines to, like, for example, in the morning, have that hour to really take care of yourself and do something. For me, it's meditation and yoga. Yeah. Um, for other people, it's journaling. Uh, it's it's doing it, but also making sure that we do it with intention and yes. see it as a moment yes. of happiness and not just yeah. because it's a routine for the routine, yeah. right? No, exactly. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing, like also say with meditation, um, you can mix it up. Meditation is not only sitting still mm -hmm. and 
uh, cross-legged and clo eyes closed. Yes, that is also a, a time where, you know, you're, you have to learn to listen to your body, be able to take care of what your body needs at that moment. There are days where I feel like I need to do a meditation walk and I'll go off out for a lovely long walk and I'm, you know, filling my soul with, with connecting with nature um getting exercise listening to the birds it just depends on what i need in that moment and you know it can be that i'm feeling lethargic on days and i just want to sit still and and listen to meditative music and that's okay and just being okay with doing what your body needs in the moment so you know when I say exactly being intentional with giving yourself the time and space to align so that when you go out and face the world and your work and your purpose and your passions, that you are coming from a, um, a space of um, wanting to give intention, you know, being fully present and offering the world your contribution with compassion I love that. Yeah. This is so powerful. I love that. So <laughs> I think it basically what you're trying to say here in Nomad Nation, I think that's something I want to highlight is that it's important to sit down and reflect on this, first of all, and then build the foundations that help us when things go rocky, we have those foundations put in place to help us deal with it. But how about Okay, let's say we are going through a turbulent time and sometimes we don't have that space. Sometimes we don't have that bandwidth to to implement like um, structural, you know, habits and, and mm -hmm. rethink. Is there any emergency like SOS kind of things you can recommend when we're in the heat of it and, and, and struggling? Um, like it's been, it's been rough for a lot of people and it mm -hmm. came all of a sudden. So it's hard to go back to starting new routines and implementing this right away. So what sure. can we do yeah. for the short so, term to transition? Yeah. So in the month of November, I talked about um, vitamin L, mm -hmm. which is vitamin love. And, <laughs> you know, so if we are making sure that, um, you know, we're getting that boost <laughs> and that's, you're connecting with your social circle, your community or a coach, um, reaching out so that you are being taken care of as well, right? But also simple things that you can do are smiling. Seriously, you know, the, it, it releases all those natural chemicals of, you know, boosting happiness naturally. And, you know, sometimes... You know, people feel that you have to have a reason to smile. Sometimes you could smile and then you get the reason, right? <laughs> so, you know, it just, um, you know, it's, it's so interesting when I ask clients, so can you count your smiles today? And they'll say, what? How am I going to do that? And they'll say, well, just take note. Today is um, the activity is to just count your smiles. And, and I'll say to them, you know, statistically, adults smile well, I'll do it the other way around. Children smile up to 400 times a day. Wow. And adults, on average, smile up to 20 times a day. Doesn't that say a lot? <laughs> that's, that, that's huge. And it's funny because my husband and I talk a lot about, you know, how we want to stay kids. Yeah. And yeah. We're, we're like, we really are silly at home. <laughs> and yeah. we're like, actually, we should stay silly. We often say, oh, nobody's watching. <laughs> 
Well, but, I hope they are. It's contagious. <laughs> but kid, it's true. But kids are so inspirational. I mean, yes. um, yeah. being like, they don't, yeah, they are just in the moment. You know, there's no yes. past and future. It's the of moment. Of course. That's, that's right. Beautiful. They're in the moment and they're not carrying grudges or being judgmental. And, you know, these are the things that hold us back from smiling more and having more silly moments or laughing. And, you know, it's all a matter of choice. We can, I mean, we, we've done this a couple of times now where we've had cases in our family where something went wrong and we just looked at each other and burst out laughing and it was the way to handle it you know I mean of course we could get mad and scream and shout but you know we just thought okay this is hilarious let's just laugh at it you know and it worked and then the other thing that we do is um, we hug and heal so and this this came about we were on the tennis courts and my son was getting a little bit annoyed because I don't know he didn't get the ball or he didn't hit it right for whatever reason and he just got so upset and then it just that the anger grew and you could see him just getting more and more annoyed and you know being able to continue playing so we decided okay how can we help him right now words are not going to help him let's go over as a family and just hug him and we all went over and gave him we gave each other we just had a family group bear hug you know we all Aww. just got him in our arms and and you know he just burst into laughter he just you know suddenly was like guys stop you know first of all he was embarrassed but <laughs> but in the end he thought it was great because he he didn't need to hear any more words at that point he just wanted to feel good and you know we're here mm. and it's okay so Love you know it. things like this just to find a way where you can easily switch on um happier having happier moments so through yeah. smiles through laughter through touch, through hugs. And, you know, we're releasing those, again, happy hormones, oxytocin, serotonin, and uh, the endorphins. So it's just so important to be aware why you're doing it and why it feels good. Yeah, I love that. It is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that story. I find it sometimes stories say a thousand words, actually, and that's a wonderful (laughs) way to to illustrate what you're trying to say here. And... Mm. So I would like to talk more about, to end this, um, mm. more specifically about the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. What a journey it is. If, I mm. often say for me, it is a, a personal journey. It's more than just about learning how to make money and sell. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a journey where we transform, where the business we grow, but it goes with ups and downs and hurdles, be it the... Mm. The pandemic circumstances or not, it is a very rewarding journey, but it comes with pushing through the comfort zone through mm-hmm. a lot of things. So, how can we build happiness and joy in what we do in our businesses despite some of those challenges? Yeah, yeah, interesting because I'm in that situation right now myself, right? <laughs> you know, I'm always trying to step out into the comfort zone because I know that's when I'm growing and that's when I'm going to blossom because we don't know when that's going to happen right and and that comes through being comfortable with getting uncomfortable as I like to call it so um, you know that could be you know doing more stuff on the videos for me this was really hard I just felt like I'm uncomfortable with it, you know, and even just sharing things about myself personally. But then I realized 
in a way, I am also the product, right? As a coach, people need to get to know who I am. So um, I overcame that fear and started to share more. And now, I, you know, it's a lot easier, of course. And similarly for others who are in a situation where, you know, the initial step to, to get into that uh, zone, which is uncomfortable, initially feels hard. But you know, what you can do is always look back at moments where you've actually gone through that and remind yourself that, you know, you, you've done it, you've done it before and you keep on, you can do this again. It's, it's, it's just one tiny step. It's all it needs to take one step at a time. And, um, you know, it's, yeah. So what are the things yeah. you do in your business to, to, to have joy in, and happiness in your business? In my So importantly, after each client session, you know, I like to, um, well, clients come at different stages of their, their path and need to either get clarity or connect with their purpose or just need support. And for me, it's about being that mirror so clients can actually, you know, tap in and really connect to their true happy being mm -hmm. and um, giving back what, what they need to hear, but what they, they are telling me in a way. So as a coach, you don't really advise, you don't tell them what to do other than giving, you know, useful activities that can help and, and get, give them the clarity. Um, but yeah, so different things. I mean, recently I've been exploring now meditations. Um, so just to say how I was really uncomfortable with taking videos, you know, so I thought actually I really enjoy doing meditations because it's got nothing to do with the video anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, just sharing how I, uh, you know, I'm expressing um, what I feel that clients can need in that moment and how to bring them to a space where they, again, can connect to that love and compassionate space so that they can go out and spread that and be, be, have happier moments, right? And, and live a happier life. So yeah, I guess it would depend on the client where they're at in, in life at the moment. But generally right now, I'm also working towards um, working with Happitude, which is a, uh, an institute in India. And they are combining Western uh, science of happiness with Eastern philo philosophy. So it's interesting. Uh, so we're going to launch a new workshop in January, which is called Light Up Inside. And so I'm going to be coaching this workshop. So I'm really excited about that. So stay tuned. <laughs> That's really exciting. I yeah. love that happitude. That's a great yeah. word. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we'll put all the information of Talu in the show notes of this episode so that you can follow her, follow her great insights and any information that will come up uh, that's happening in January. So um, what, is, what is the final word you would like to share with our listeners? Um, before we say goodbye today. Yeah. So, you know, I like to remind clients that we are all whole and complete. We already have the power. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we when we are faced with challenges, it's a matter of tuning in and being able to process what those emotions are so that you can heal from it and move on. And again, choose happiness because um, that's, that's what matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> Happy matters. So, um, yeah, I would say, you know, when you reflect, don't only reflect at the end of the year, 
use this as a tool to help guide you and listen to what your mind, body and soul is directing for you. And remember that when you plant that seed, you know, it takes time to blossom. Mm -hmm. Just be there in that moment. I love it. This is so good. Thank you so much for your great insights. And could you tell us where's the best places to find you? Well, yes, um, where we met on Instagram, (laughs) (laughs) Facebook, yes, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and on my website, which all will be all listed, I guess, on on the um, show notes, right? Yeah, correct. So Nomad Nation, to find all the resources of Talu and her information, go to tandemnomads.com slash 195. Thank you so much for your great insights. I love this having this conversation with you, Talu. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to say, actually, you know, for midweeks, I love to introduce a mix up. So either by dance or music, you know, change up the routine a little bit, you know, be light on things as well. Don't always follow rigid routines and mix it up a bit. And, yes. um, you know, you can also create a, um, a happiness uh, calendar for yourself. These are some other tips that you can do. You can create a happiness jar. I'm a big fan of using jars, you know, <laughs> to put different notes in to get, give, you, give you inspiration, um, you know, during those moments of um, not sure what to do and looking for fun ideas. I love it. These are fantastic ideas. So Nomad Nation, I hope you took all these insights and we really hope that you will take a moment before the end of this year to reflect and and also celebrate all the good things that happened despite maybe the challenges you've been through. Hopefully not too many, but um, no matter what, I really hope that you will be able to turn these challenges into great opportunities. And uh, I look forward to meeting you in the next episode.